I don't know how it happened, but I was super lucky. They invited me to the movie premiere of Black Adam. Um, it was like the worldwide premiere. Mm -hmm. Mr. Beast was there and The Rock. And we had front row seats right in front of the cast. It was yeah. crazy. And yeah, that was my first time ever walking the red car uh, carpet. Awesome. So it was it was a cool experience. And it was perfectly tied together because I was going to travel for TwitchCon San Diego. Mm -hmm. And then the premiere was like a few days after that. So GXR was down to keep me in NA for longer so I can attend uh, the premiere, which was great. And they, in fact, also, like, that's why I'm saying GXR is the best. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on, share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today, I am super excited. I have Reddish. Welcome. It's nice to see you. Thank you for having me. You're, you're very welcome. And thank you for taking the time to, to pop on. So we start things off with three random questions just to get the juices flowing. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Just so people know, he didn't tell me any question beforehand. So <laughs> Exactly. Yes. No cheating here. I'm right. curious. Favorite place you ever travel to? Ooh. I think last year, New York City. Yeah. The New York City trip has been pretty memorable. So Awesome. Uh, I think that. All right. And growing up, what did you want to be? When you were a little kid, wanted, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Yep. All right. And last TV show or movie you watched? Mm, I don't know the name, but I watched it a couple of days ago. It's with Kevin Hart, and he's pretending to be um, a guy who's getting married's best friend. Okay. So the guy who's getting married is paying him to pretend he's his groommate, and it's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know the name, but that's yeah, <laughs> all right. It was fun. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, hey, welcome to Tardux. So um, first of all, I saw a tweet from you last week. I think it was your mom, your mom had a birthday. How was her birthday? Oh. <laughs> it was lovely. Thank you. Excellent. I see I see my parents like every weekend. Oh, nice. But we made sure that weekend was, was extra special. We went out. It was lovely. Oh, good. She had a nice day. Yep. Awesome. All right. So let's start with, you know, video games. When did video games start for you? Uh, growing up, uh, when we got our first PC, I would say I was like four or five years old. And that was many years ago, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, I started playing all these video games that all the kids were playing, like Tarzan and Hercules and uh, Chicken Invaders or <laughs> Space Invaders, something like that. Yeah. Um. But then I got more seriously into it when my dad showed me Counter-Strike. So I played Counter-Strike from a very young age. I started when I was six. Oh, wow. And I played for like 10 years. But I never played it competitively or anything like that. And that was before CSGO. So this was like the old school mm -hmm. Counter-Strike. Um, I was just playing with my family for fun. Yeah. I was playing it a lot. I loved it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And now, what you know? What over the years? What have been some of your favorite games? Honestly, before Fortnite, I have to admit I wasn't much of a gamer. Yeah. Um, I never had a console growing up, 
So I was just playing on PC and mm -hmm. I told you I was playing Counter-Strike, but then I stopped playing CS when I was like 16 because I wanted to focus on my high school experience. And from that age up until Fortnite came out, I didn't play a single game. So I can say I played a lot of games and, and anything like that. I, I'm just really into shooter games yep. because of CS. And I discovered Fortnite and it got me back into gaming. So I would say Excellent. Fortnite is my all time favorite game. I've been playing it since like for like five years, I think. So Excellent. All big right. fan, big fan. And now before, you know, before you hit that go live button, what is your background? Um, I was working in marketing. I, I studied business, business mm -hmm. administration, and I found my love for marketing there. And I started with an internship at Google, actually, wow. here in uh, Bucharest. And they loved me and they kept me there. And I worked in, at Google for like almost four years. Mm hmm and now I'm a full-time sharing. <laughs> Excellent. So you, you lived your dream. So what you were with, you know, what you wanted to be as a little kid, the businesswoman. Yeah. And <laughs> you ended up being, and then you gave it up and now you're a creator. Yeah. But along, I'm you living know, the best life. <laughs> but you're still using your business skills because of, you know, essentially what you are is a, you know, you're a corp, you know, you're a company, your own company. Yep. Yeah. I still have so much to learn. And I still think it's it's very hard mm -hmm. as one person to like handle everything because it's not just marketing, it's everything right. we do ourselves. But it's it's fascinating. And looking back, I'm I'm proud of what I achieved so far. Excellent. And but I know I have a lot to learn still. <laughs> All right. Now what made you hit that go live button to begin with? Just my love for Fortnite. Um I was playing it for like six months nonstop, every day after work. I was like, man, I, I never feel like this about, about a game. Like, this is crazy. And I was also watching a lot of creators like Nikkei 30, Pokemon, Valkyrie, and a lot of girls too. I mm -hmm. really think having the girls in the community, like, again, a loser fruit and uh, Loya uh, back then when Fortnite started um, uh, becoming a big thing, that really helped. I don't know. It sparked the idea in my head. Like, what if I stream too? Because I love the game. I can get a PC and give it a try. And I loved it since day one. Yeah. And I've been grinding ever since. Awesome. And now, you know, that first time you hit the go live button and, you know, you had strangers come in. What, you know, what was that experience? We're like, oh my God, what do I do? How do I act? It, it came so naturally. So I was, I was freaking out when I saw the first person. His name was Craig. Yeah. Um, he, he, I remember him. He was the first person who stopped by chat and, he was just talking, like talking about the game. And um, I found that very, I don't know, it came naturally. Like we were just having a conversation and he was like making a new friend. Yeah. And I'm a friendly person in general. So when I started streaming, I used to do a lot of community games. Like I was, someone would come in, follow, I'd be like, come play with us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's lovely because I have, I started like five years ago, mm -hmm. like four or five years ago. And I still have people in my community who have been here since then. Oh, um, and they're like, I consider them friends just yeah. because I gave them a chance. I was like, let's play. And then I ended up discovering some amazing people and it's been super fun. Well, that's, that's the amazing thing about, you know, being a content creator and having your community over time, you know, you ended up making relationships with people that are stronger than you may have in, re in, in real life. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, since going live, what's been some of the harder things to, to learn or deal with? 
Mm, I would say maybe balancing everything. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've been in the Fortnite scene for a while, and I still haven't found the perfect schedule, the perfect formula. And it, it I want to get better at the game, so that means I I need to play to improve. Mm-hmm. But then I also want to make content. I want to entertain. So it's like it could get a little overwhelming at times to yeah. be like, how do I even split my day? Like how do I plan everything? So sometimes it gets overwhelming when it comes to that. But I'm trying to not be too hard on myself. I'm putting in a lot of hours, especially streaming. I've, mm-hmm. I stream uh, quite a few hours every day. So yeah, I'm trying to enjoy the process, but it, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Well, especially with, you know, if you you have so much passion and love for something, you you always want to do it, but you really need to sort of take some breaks in between. And like you said, trying to find that balance has got to be tough. Yeah. But also balance between like, all these social media platforms, because mm-hmm. of course I'm streaming, but then you have to do YouTube, you have to do YouTube shorts, you have to do TikTok and everything. It's just, uh, yeah, it's crazy how yeah. much we got to do, <laughs> but it's fun. It's it's fun. And now since you hit the go live button, what's been a, some of the highlights for you that you look back and like, oh my God, oh. I can't believe that happened. Hmm. There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> my favorites, I think, would be joining an org mm-hmm. it's been my dream i think since i discovered what an org is like <laughs> when i started playing fortnite and i saw these big um, orgs in the scene and, and i always knew if i work hard one day i will join mm-hmm. an amazing org and i got a lot of offers and um, i had a lot of teams reach out to me and i was like no I want to wait for the right one. Nice. So this was actually the first org I joined last year. It's called Galaxy Racer. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I'm very proud because I'm sharing the same org. I mean, the same team was pro players like Quizy and Malibuka, who are the two best players in Europe, uh, Mama Benji, and then a lot of creators on NA. So very, very, very honored that I managed to join literally the best org, in my opinion, GXI. Um, then I was insanely happy when I found out I'm going to get a locker bundle in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. I freaked out. (laughs) It's like, I think every creator's dream to have their game in the video game. Um, And the third one would be, I think, having my own tournament. Mm -hmm. That was actually crazy how it happened. I was just, you know, giving feedback because we have a lot of girls only tournaments. Mm -hmm. I was like, guys, why why isn't there like an amazing co-ed format? Like, pro and girl mm-hmm. and i made it happen with epic games we had the reddish rumble tournament it was a 25k prize pool wow event, uh sponsored by epic games it was a dream like we had amazing teams competing like clicks and somerset i played with malibuka um super memorable because yeah. i think for us creators and for us girls especially getting the chance to play with pro players is really awesome because we Absolutely. get to learn a lot and it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy we made it happen. Excellent. So a couple of points you, you brought up. You know, first of all, Mama Benji Fish. Um, she was on my pod a couple of weeks ago, and apparently yeah. she tells me you're in her book. Yeah, that was also one of the highlights. <laughs> I, I was so happy. The second the book came out, I, I got it. And uh, yeah, I have it behind there. Excellent. It's, it's an so, honor. And he's the best. Uh, yes, yeah, she is pretty. She's a pretty nice person. Um and then the other aspect you mentioned about, you know, being a female content creator, you know, it's great that there's so many female content creators in Fortnite and then even over my the Tarkov space where I started. 
even though we're in 2023, there's still some, you know, things you have to deal with that it's still unbelievable that, you know, there's people like that. How's your experience been? I agree. Um, luckily, I don't let it bother me. Yeah. And luckily, it doesn't happen often. Like, it's not like every time I go live, I get overwhelmed by hate or anything like that. Um, I think one reason for that is my stream is family friendly. So we have some filters. We have auto mods doing its thing. I have an amazing team of mods. So a lot of times, like, like I go for weeks and weeks without seeing any bad message in chat, for example, because... We have been some words again, and if someone's been, you know, we're like, we don't want you in the community. Just, just go watch someone else. Um, so from that aspect, I'm fine. When it comes to playing with others, I don't really play random games that much, like with random people. Yeah. So um, I don't get to experience hate in voice chat a lot either. When I do play, sometimes it happens, but very rarely. Um, but of course, a lot of comments, uh, I still see a lot of people every time there's like a girls only tournament, they get upset and, but yeah, it's, it's part of, uh, the community I would say, but I can say, I don't know. It's, it's hard, uh, for me because I, I know how to handle it. If someone comes and says you're better at the video game, I'll just show them <laughs> right, yeah. how I can play and then they change their mind. So, yeah. um, but yeah, we have a lot of uh, stereotypes still going yeah. around for sure. Uh, but I think it's getting a bit better. Yeah. Because I feel like in time, we have more and more examples of girls who mm -hmm. know how to play video games. So now it's not as much as it was like years ago. Yeah. So now your Twitch partner story. I, everybody who's been on has a Twitch partner. I love hearing their story. You know, how do they, you know, how do they end up uh, finding out they became partner? What, what's your story? Oh, I was still working. I don't think I mentioned, but I, I told you I worked at Google. But mm -hmm. for two years, like my last two years at Google, I was also streaming. Oh, wow. So I would go to work and then stream at night until 1 a.m. And then like it was a full-time <laughs> job. So it was kind of crazy. I did it for two years before yeah. I became a full-time streamer. And I remember I was actually taking, when I found out I got partnered, I actually took the day off because, of course, I didn't know that's when I would find out. I had a day off because I had a dinner with uh, with people from work. And I was like at the very big table with everyone from work. And I got my email. And the first thing I did was call my family. <laughs> <laughs> I just called my dad and I talked to my mom and my family. I was like, I got part of it. Yeah, that's crazy. It will be, oh, my God. Four years. Oh, my wow. four partner anniversary in like a couple of weeks, actually. So... It's Excellent. been a while, um, but it was lovely. Awesome. And now, what does mom and dad think about the whole content creator aspect of thing? You know, because like when you go to them, yeah, hey, mom, dad, I'm quitting Google, which is like, oh, my God, you work for Google. And then, yeah, I'm going to be a streamer. What was their like reaction and everything? I mean, they're still fascinated by it. Uh, I It did not come as a surprise because... I was making a living, mm -hmm. uh, even though I wasn't the full-time streamer, I was making um, a living for myself from yeah. streaming. And I spent months to put some money aside to have for rent and stuff. It's not like, ah, oh, I'm going to just quit, go full-time, <laughs> and with zero dollars and a lot of pent, uh, rent to pay. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty covered from that, and now they always supported me. Excellent. Uh, they, they know I was born to do this, and 
and they see the growth. They see growth. They see the support I'm getting from my community. Uh, they see how loved I am. So, yeah. Plus, uh, this when I told you I wanted to be a businesswoman, mm -hmm. uh, I had this mindset from my dad. Yeah. Like growing up, um, he inspired me to think like that, to think oh, big. And he always told me like he trusts me with any decision that I'm ever gonna make. He trusts me because he knows how he educated me and my mom as well. So yeah. um, it was nice to feel that I have their support. Excellent. That's so important to have. And that's what that's been a common thing for a lot of the content creators that have been on is having a great support, you know, backing, whether it's their spouse or their mom and dad or family or whatnot. You know, it's it's it really helps. It's sort of like nice to have that safety net in case, but it gives you the the courage to just go out and try it. Mm hmm. Definitely. And now when, you know, when you made that decision to go full time, was it a, was there a certain moment that happened or was it just a gradual increase in your community and you just the momentum that made you like, yeah, I got this. It was also kind of work related because I was at the point with my job where I kind of had to decide like, if I got to move to another office, mm -hmm. right, for like bigger opportunities, because um, Google has offices all over the world, I mm -hmm. could have applied for any job anywhere. So I was like thinking, I started thinking more about my future. And then I realized if I'm making this amount with these little hours mm -hmm. and not posting anything anywhere, like what can happen if I fully focus on my streaming career and, and really try. And plus I always think, um, like I left, I left my previous job with like very good relations. Mm -hmm. Everyone had only like good things to say about me. Everyone knew I was streaming. They supported me. They they gave me a stream deck on my oh, wow. last day there as a gift. Yeah, they gave me a stream deck. So I always also kind of had this backup plan. Like if streaming doesn't work, I'm sure I'll find a job. Like I had four years experience at Google. I worked on so many incredible projects. I had a streaming career as well that of course you can use as experience. So I was never scared like, oh, what's going to happen if it doesn't work out? But Honestly, I didn't even think it won't work out. Like when I when I went all in, I was like, I know I can do this. I believe in myself, and yeah, it's it's been an amazing ride. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, I think I made the right choice. I think you did, and like you said, you have <laughs> that four years of Google on your resume that you know that sticks out. That is something to have on your resume. So yeah, no, you definitely. Uh, you definitely made the right decision. You know, you just look at your, you watch your stream. You've got a great community. You're so involved with Fortnite, and yeah, no, it's it's been a, a good choice for you. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, something you talked about a little bit earlier was balancing. How you know when it comes to you know taking vacation and and things like that. How do you incorporate, or do you not have that right now? Just because you're, you know, sort of you know guiding through to to find the best fit. Luckily, I got to travel a bit with streaming. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I went to the United States last year for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a crazy experience. I went to San Diego, then LA, then New York, doing something in all of these um, places. It was lovely. Um, I also went to DreamHack Sweden last year. But when it comes to, yeah, like family, friends, um, I try my best to not neglect my family. Mm -hmm. Like I don't live with them anymore, but I see them every weekend. Yeah. So it's always like fresh air whenever I go see them. We either go outside or we spend time together like having lunch. And um, it helps me disconnect a bit Excellent. and just relax. 
but then when it comes to vacations and stuff, I haven't been on a vacation in a while. Yeah. But it's not because I'm scared, like, oh, people will forget about me. It's just maybe I didn't feel it. I don't know. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel like you need it because the, the passion yeah. and, and you, you're loving what you do. Yeah, and we have some interesting places. For example, here in Bucharest, we have a place called the Therme. Mm -hmm. And it's like a big spa with pools and warm water. And like, if I want to relax, I'll just go there for nice. a day and then come back. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, it, it's not easy to balance. For example, um, I used to have a lot of friends in high school. And growing up, I had a lot of like friends, best friends, groups of people. Yeah. Now I'm like fully disconnected because yeah. I work so hard. Um, I just focus on this. So it's, yeah, I yeah. can say, oh, I have the perfect life work balance because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mainly focused on my work. So, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you are focused on your work, but you do have good working friends, you know, the community, the Fortnite exactly. community that you play with and, and collaborate with. Yeah. A hundred percent. Maybe that's why I don't feel the need to oh, go out with friends or, because right. I have my friends every day. I, I'm a social person. I talk every day on stream with yeah. everyone. So, yeah. Excellent. So now Fortnite. Let's talk Fortnite. How did you find the game? What was you like? Your you know what was the you know what was your path to Fortnite? Um, it was um actually my ex boyfriend. He his brothers told us uh, about the game, mm -hmm. and we were just playing together like squads. He has two brothers, so we yeah. were playing together back when the, it came out, and. We were just playing together, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then it's also, I think, because cause that's how they found out about it. It's YouTube, I would say. So it was Ninja, Tifu, everybody. Yeah. Like, the biggest streamers were making content. And they were looking like they were having a lot of fun. So we are like, wait, this looks fun. And we gave it a try. And uh, I've only, honestly, been playing just Fortnite. Since, since I discovered Fortnite, I've only been streaming Fortnite. only been playing Fortnite. And I still love it. Like, I'm not bored of it. Yeah. At all. Streaming started because of Fortnite. How much of a gap was it from you first started playing Fortnite to that first stream you, you, you know, hit the go like live Like six button. months. Oh, okay. Like six months, yeah. Oh. So I started playing, I think, May 2018. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, six months after I started streaming. And now, what what's the hook Fortnite has on you that, you know, no other game seems to crack? Mm, there's just so much. Like... At first, I, I, I can say it was the building aspect. Building was fascinating to me. And mm -hmm. it's it's lovely because you're never like, oh, I've reached the maximum level. Now I'm bored. Like you can always keep improving and improving and getting better and trying new things. And for me, the building aspect was what made it so special because I was learning, constantly learning. And also the... The social aspect as well. Like I'm, unlike other streamers you've interviewed, I don't play that much solos. Mm -hmm. I love playing with people. Yeah. So it's just very fun. It's just very fun. And then Zero Build came out and I have, I would, I like to think I have very good aim. So it's, um, uh, it's just a fun game. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that's what I was going to ask you. What was your opinion on Zero Bills? Because I've had some people on and some people are like a fan of it and some people aren't. What's your take when they came out with Zero Bills? I'm a big fan now, but I got to admit, when it came out, I was a bit, hmm. <laughs> only because, I don't know if Vanessa told you, but uh, they announced the Girls Only Tournament. It was a big one with, like, massive prize pool. And we were very happy because we love having the chance. And it was actually the first one. 
So we were super happy we have the chance to prove to everyone they were good at video games and everything. And the tournament happened, I think, like one week after Zero Build came out. Oh. And if you remember when Zero Build came out, there was no more builds. So right. the entire tournament was six games of Zero Build. Oh, no. And at first, like, all of us were like, man, we just wanted to show we're good at the game. Like, right. why is it Zero Build, right? But then the more we started playing it, uh, we got second place in that, by the way. So nice. I'm proud. Um, but then as time went by, I started playing it more and more and more. And I realized it's actually not easy. It's mm -hmm. not easy at all. Like zero build can be like, ah, oh, it's so easy. It's not. It's actually super competitive. Um, it requires a lot of teamwork, comms, good aim, strategy, positioning, like it's just as amazing as builds in my opinion i i can't choose between the two yeah. i love both of them a lot so yeah i find myself playing a lot of zero build honestly um on stream as well um because yeah it's it's great i love it yeah I, I personally i'd never played fortnite until zero builds and even in the community the tarkov community you know when Zero Bills came out, it seemed like a lot of people jumped over. Like you had Lupo come back, mm -hmm. you had Ames, you had a whole bunch of people come back to Fortnite, mm -hmm. and it was everybody was having fun with it. And it seemed like it Seeing brought Tifu pop off in tournaments. Yeah, it was nice. And it seemed like it, it just brought an influx of new players to the community. Did you see that boost from a streaming standpoint? I would say so. Yeah, there's a lot of people like now. Sometimes, like we used to have a community. They loved builds, like doing creative customs and fighting each other in builds. Now it's like more chill. Like people want the chill zero build uh, uh, games when we do community games because it's easier for mm -hmm. everyone. Yes. Um, and it's just fun, yeah. Yeah. And now do you think, uh, you know, from a competitive standpoint, from a pro standpoint, do you think they'll ever do something where it's a straight zero build tournament or anything like that? Or that's just, you don't touch They're that? actually... They're actually doing a lot of that. Yeah. Um, of course, it's not FNCS, right. but we have actually, I don't know if you know about all the DreamHack tournaments mm -hmm. that are coming up. 250,000 prize pool, that's huge. Yeah. So every DreamHack tournament has a 250k prize pool itself. And then whoever gets top 10 in that qualifies to the Saudi LAN event. Saudi LAN is going to be an event um, that has a $2 million prize wow. pool. Wow. And it's just zero build. So last year, they did the same land tournament with massive price pool, but it was half and half. It was half zero build, half build. Mm -hmm. Now it's just zero build. Oh, wow. So all the pro players now are competing at DreamHack. Like you see EU pro players traveling to Dallas. I'm going to Dallas right now. I heard, yes. <laughs> so we're going there to try to get that top 10 because, yeah, Saudi land, uh, it's going to be a crazy tournament and uh, it's just zero build. Yeah. So we keep seeing more and more and more zero build. For sure. And now, do you think FNCS will follow suit at some point because they see this momentum? I honestly don't know because yeah. there's no zero build arena anymore. So maybe that's Fortnite sign of telling us they don't want to take it mm -hmm. in that direction. So maybe they focus the zero build tournaments more like the third party ones. Yeah. Um, like I did my, my own tournament had zero build and builds. We had Tifu Tuesday, a $100,000 tournament that wow. was just zero build. And I think Epic will look more to sponsor these kind of events for creators mm -hmm. rather than letting everyone participate. And it's it's kind of tricky. Like, um, I don't know if the others mentioned when they do host in-game tournaments in zero build, the cheater situation is kind of 
crazy. I've like, seen every tournament. There's cheaters, aimbotters, and I think he. I don't know. Maybe they want to stay a bit away from yeah from massive in-game tournaments where they don't have control over who's playing. True. And focus more on invitationals, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And now over the years, what has Epic done to keep Fortnite on the cusp of you know one of the better you know best esports games out there? A lot of updates. Yeah. I have never heard of a game that has as many updates, map changes. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I think just the updates, yeah. honestly. Super fun maps as well. The seasons, the chapters, yeah. everything is just perfectly tied together, I would say. Now, is there anything you would like to ch see changed or added that they took out or that you, you know, I have this, I want this in Fortnite. Any, anything that sticks out in particular? Maybe the pump. <laughs> I miss it. Uh, I like the the guns right now. Yeah. I love the red dot ARs. I'm so happy they have red dot ARs in the game now because before they didn't have any. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say I miss my pump. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you earlier you like to play with with a team versus solo. Oh uh, yeah, I prefer I prefer to play with the team. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you have a a regular crew that you normally roll with, or just sort of like who's available? My red squad. <laughs> red squad. Okay, so who's in the red squad? Yeah. The Red Squad is my community, so I play a lot with my community still. Nice. Um, after all these years, it's still one thing I absolutely love because they're very good and they're very fun, and mm -hmm. I love getting to know people from my community, so I love playing with them. I play the most with them, but then, of course, I have a lot of streamer friends I like to play with, um, including a lot of people you've had on the yeah. first cast. I'm friends with most of them, mm -hmm. um, and then I also have to mention Ruby, who's a EU streamer. Um, but I find myself playing a lot on NA, not gonna. Yeah. Because um, I'm EU, but I have a lot of friends over to NA. And luckily, Zero Build allows us to play on other regions without too much trouble. Yeah. Like good. the ping doesn't matter as much if I'm in Zero Build and I play on NA servers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect my aim or anything. So we can play. I'm good. And now, how would you describe a Reddish stream for somebody who's never seen you stream before? What are they expecting when they come into your into your community? Uh, honestly, good vibes. I never really get triggered and I'm a very happy person in mm -hmm. general. And I think so is my community. So I would say people should come for my Red Squad, for my community. They're very welcoming and they're very friendly. And I've honestly seen them create friendships for life in chat. That's great. I'm very, very happy to see we have such a friendly community. But... Yeah, when it comes to content on stream, I'm honestly all over the place yeah. when it comes to Fortnite because I'm not the kind of streamer that just does solos and is very good at solos. I do everything. So I play trios, squads. I play arena. I like competitive. I play tournaments. I play zero build tournaments. I play, I don't know, we do memes with other streamers, yeah. but then we also sweat with the community. <clears throat> so it's like a mix of everything. I would just say if you like Fortnite, come give the stream a chance. <laughs> but I'm not like focused on one thing because... Yeah. I love this game so much and I love all the modes and trying yeah. different things. Now, with that being said, loving all the modes. So say tomorrow Epic announces Fortnite is coming to an end. How are you spending your last hour playing Fortnite? What mode are you playing? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I would host a big creative lobby, I think. Yeah. With like everyone. I mean, not creative, custom lobby with everyone. Like a hundred people. I'd be like, guys, everybody gather together and uh probably it would be i don't know um 
Maybe I'll do a hide and seek. Okay. I think I'll host a hide and seek custom for fun for mm -hmm. the memories. Excellent. <laughs> All right, so out of the la all the Fortnite events you've been in, you've participated in the tournaments, what's been your favorite so far? Was it hosting your own tournament? Yes, that was one of my favorites. But I don't know if my favorite because I played with Malibuka, who's amazing. And my tournament was played in two. It was builds and mm -hmm. then zero builds. So we had four games and four games. Um, after the builds part, we were second place. So it was going amazing. Then zero build because it was a new meta, we messed up and oh. it was bad. <laughs> so I can't say that was my favorite tournament, honestly. It was nice to be the host. It was nice to see my my name and my face everywhere. Mm -hmm. Click's head in his title, the Reddish Rumble tournament. So uh it was cool. Excellent. Uh but from a playing perspective, honestly. Mm, I love all the co-ed tournaments I yeah. play in. Like, I play a lot of in-game tournaments, but of course I don't do as well because I don't spend a lot of time to prepare for them. But then when it comes to co-ed tournaments where I can play with pro players like, again, Malibuka or Queezy or mm -hmm. Npen, every time I play in those, I have so much fun and I won a couple of them as well. So it's nice. just, yeah, it's a nice experience to to play with someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> And, and to be able to keep up as well. Right. And now is, you know, if you don't play with somebody a whole lot, is there a lot of like things you have to work out to like, you know, your comms or pretty much every, all the call outs are similar because everybody sort of uses the same call outs. Uh, I think it's very easy to play with someone new. Yeah. Cause a lot of times I would, I would reach out to a streamer or a streamer reaches out to me like, yo, let's play. And then we end up winning like every game. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, comps are, it's more about the vibes, I would say. Yeah. So if you just are in a happy mood and they're in a you make it happen. Uh, like the wins and, and yeah. the chemistry comes pretty pretty fast in Fortnite, I would say. Okay. And now speaking of the Fortnite community, how would you describe the Fortnite community? Hmm. Hmm. It's tricky because there's... The Fortnite community is like split. You have the competitive side yeah. that likes to complain. You have the, <laughs> the, the streamer side. It, it's kind of, I think it's very split and it's very yeah. diverse. Mm -hmm. I would say it's very diverse because you have girls, guys, yeah. kids, adults. It's, I'll just say diverse. That's, yep. That's a really yeah good <laughs> answer. And now, you know, from a pro standpoint, because I haven't had many pros on, what are the pros, why do the I guess, let's see, how can I word this properly? What are the complaints that the pros have that, you know, about the game that they don't like or they want to see changed? A lot of times it's kind of outside of the competitive team's um, reach, like they can't do much about it. But sometimes, I don't know, for example, right before an FNCS, they removed an entire POI. Oh. I think Mr. Savage was landing there and then boom, he was gone. Like, because of an update that yeah. happened in Fortnite, they removed an entire place from the map. And these people were like, okay, but that's where I'm landing. And FNCS is in like, what, one week? Oh. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I think all the complaints are caused by updates. Yeah. So let's say they add the ODM and they're like, okay, you added the ODM. We have the tournaments. We have FNCS. Why did you add this? Because it's so OP and it shouldn't be in competitive, destroying our builds and stuff. Um, so a lot of times the complaints are because of that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of tricky because Fortnite wants to keep the game fun. Yeah. So, of course, updates happen and they can't split what happens in pubs from what happens in competitive too much. So a lot of times 
yeah, there are some clashes there, but okay. at the end of the day, pros are smart and they adapt yeah. no matter what. Like, for example, this season, we've seen so many changes with the zones, like literally the entire way the game works in Endgame has changed like yeah. this season. And it even changed from like week to week. They were adapting things and changing right before each tournament. So yeah, I think pro players know how to adapt, but when you see them, you see them complain, it's because of that. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. All right. So now, um, Galaxy Racer, you talked about you know, earlier, that's your org. How did you find out that they were, you know, going to invite you to the, to the team, to the org? Oh, so it's crazy because I was actually in the process of like, I was in very advanced discussions with like two other orgs, mm -hmm. like I almost signed. <laughs> and then I was very lucky because Spencer, who is the head of talent at Galaxy Racer NA, reached out to me and we ended up talking and we made it happen. I think I was very lucky because I saw he had made a tweet saying, yo, we want to sign creators. Who should we sign? And I saw a lot of people from the industry vouching for me. So I saw other org owners that I had talked with like months before. They were like, yeah. yo, already, she's really cool. You should, you should check her out. So I saw a lot of people vouching for me. And then I saw, okay, he reached out and everything just clicked. Mm -hmm. I was already a big fan of GXR because of Quizy and Malibuka. Again, two of the best people ever uh, in the pro scene. So yeah, it, it's, it's been an honor, honestly. Awesome. And now, you know, You've done some traveling, Twitch cons, dream hacks, and, and whatnot. So I saw a lot of pictures from your trip last year. It looked like you had such an amazing time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I and like that, traveling. Now, was that your first Fortnite, the one in San Diego, or had you been to others previously? I think the first big event I went to was TwitchCon Amsterdam last year. Yeah. But yeah, last year was the year I started traveling because before that we had COVID. So yeah. I. Yeah, there wasn't much going on. So I went to TwitchCon Amsterdam. And I went there mainly for my community. I got to meet people from my community. Mm -hmm. But we also had a dinner with some Epic partners. So I got to meet people. Because it was in Europe, it was a lot of creators from mm -hmm. Italy, Poland, France. It was really international, let's say. Yeah. Um, and then my next one was DreamHack Sweden, where it was completely different. Like there, it was mainly pro players, mm -hmm. not that many creators. People were focusing more on the gameplay. Um, and then, yeah, TwitchCon San Diego was the biggest one because that's where I met a lot of creator friends. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. So something I, I've, you know, a lot of the, the people who've been on would talk about when they go to TwitchCon, they go there, you know, whether it's their first time, they're, they're seeing sort of like, you know, their idols or people they look up to. And then they turn around and there's, you know, the community looking up to them. It's like a unique experience. Yeah. How was your, you know, was, did you experience the same thing at the, the ones you went to? For sure, for sure. Uh, in Amsterdam, I was I was lucky I went to both because mm -hmm. they were both different, like TwitchCon Amsterdam versus San Diego. In Amsterdam, I had like tens of people from my community traveling just to meet me and to meet each other. Yeah. So I spent almost all my time with them. I spent only like a few hours uh, like with other creators. I was lucky there weren't that many other creators there at TwitchCon. Um, I had, for example, Mama Benji that I got to hang out with and mm -hmm. Loserfruit. Loserfruit reached out to me one morning. She was like, wait, you're here. Let's hang out. I was like, oh my God. This is <laughs> like, as you said, I look up to you and I got a DM from her like, yo, let's, let's meet up. And we made some TikToks together and stuff like that. But TwitchCon Amsterdam for me was about my community, honestly, because mm -hmm. we spent all the time together. Every night we went together. We went clubbing together. Like it was, oh, wow. it was amazing. 
But then TwitchCon San Diego, that was different. Like there, it was mainly the streamers, the creators. I, I got to hang out with a lot of people I had met online. Um, there were also outside of TwitchCon a lot of parties and events. Mm -hmm. That was the we also had the party for the launch of Galaxy Racer NA mm -hmm. because um, I'm signed to Galaxy Racer NA, and that was, I was the first creator they signed actually. Oh wow! Um, so we had like a massive party with creators. Uh, then I went to the Liquid party because Alina invited me. Um, so it, and then the Epic Games night was lovely. We had a dinner and the party, and I got to meet there. My streamer friends, but also people like Nikkei 30, for example, and Cypher yeah. PK, and I got a chance to talk to them. It was great. Um, so, yeah, Excellent. it was kind of like different experiences, but both uh, both amazing. Yeah. And then I saw pictures of you from New York. You looked like you had an amazing time in New York. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it happened, but I was super lucky. They invited me to the movie premiere of Black Adam. Um, it was like the worldwide premiere, mm -hmm. Mr. Beast was there and The Rock and we had front row seats right in front of the cast. It yeah. was crazy. And yeah, that was my first time ever walking the red car uh, carpet. Awesome. So it was, it was a cool experience and it was perfectly tied together because I was going to travel for TwitchCon San Diego mm -hmm. and then the premiere was like a few days after that. So GXR was down to keep me in NA for longer so I can attend uh, the premiere, which was great. And they, in fact, also, like, that's why I'm saying GXR is the best. We also had the women's tournament, the mm -hmm. women of the arena tournament. It happens all the time. Um, we had a big women's only tournament coming up. And when they do those, they're always on NA servers. And it's always, like, half zero build nowadays and half builds. Mm -hmm. Build is very hard to play from EU on NA servers, it's very laggy. So I was like, what if I played from New York, <laughs> the tournament? So GXR extended my stay by like five days or something in New York, just so I can play the oh, girls wow. tournament from New York. And it was, it was great. Uh, so it was like a two weeks trip filled with a lot of meetups with streamers and creators yeah. and friends, but also experiences like playing the tournament on zero ping and uh, the red carpet event. It was, it was awesome. And now, what did you think of New York City? I honestly loved it. That yeah. was not my first time in New York. Oh, okay. I, I went back in 2016 with like a school project, but oh, wow. it was great. I love New York. Yeah. Like I spent a lot of hours just walking around the city. It was just so beautiful. With nice. the tall buildings. <laughs> it was great. Excellent. And now you're coming back to America in June, I understand, for, for the... Uh, is it DreamHack tournament or? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> in Dallas, DreamHack tournament here. Now, have you been to Dallas before? No. Oh. Texas is uh, so many content creators live in Texas in that area. So I'm sure you'll see uh, a bunch of them. This way I'm going because um, the way it works. So we have Dallas. Then mm -hmm. the weekend after is the Red Bull event in Scotland. And then one weekend after we have DreamHack Sweden. Oh, wow. So I knew I wanted to do one DreamHack. I knew I didn't want to do three DreamHacks because mm -hmm. I don't want to be away from my setup for three weekends. Right. So I was convinced I would go to DreamHack Sweden because that's the one I went to last year and it's close to home. Mm -hmm. But then I reached out to GXI. I was like, guys, why go Sweden? And I'm down to go Dallas. Can I go Dallas? <laughs> Uh, instead of Sweden. And like two days after, they're like, yeah, sure, let, let's do that. Because Kwezi and Malibuka and Mama Benji, they are going to all of them. So mm -hmm. we'll just bring the entire crew together there and uh, 
it's gonna be great. And as you say, you're doing a Red Bull event in Scotland. Yes, the one from Twitter that I talked about. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be very hard because mm -hmm. it's solos. I yeah. told you I don't even play that much solos, and it's builds. Yeah. And there's gonna be like 95 plus tier one pro players oh, from wow. all over the world. So they invited NA pros, U pros, Asia pros, Middle East pros. So everyone's gonna be there. And then there's also reddish. <laughs> uh, so I know there's a lot of pressure. Like I see all the girls being like, oh my God, you're representing the girls community. But uh, I hope people don't necessarily see it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope everyone understands competing against tier one pro players who have made grand finals and have a lot of experience is not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try my best to enjoy the experience. Exactly. And, um, it's... I, I'm just very honored I got chosen for that, honestly. Yep. Out of everyone they could have invited, very happy they chose me. That is, that is a really cool, cool invitation. Awesome. It's a 100,000 uh, price cow. even. Any other uh, other events you want to do before the year is out? Any other goals? I want to go to Saudi. <laughs> be glad. But to go there, I either have to qualify and be top 10 in Dallas, which is going to be very hard. Um... Or I have to get get invited to that, yeah. but chances are very, very low because they only have 20 spots for people to invite. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. But I would love to go there because I've heard a lot from people who went last year mm -hmm. to the $2 million land. So. Wow. Who knows? I don't know. We'll you, see. you may kick some serious butt in, in uh, Texas. I hope so. Yeah. I have an amazing duo and we're going to get on the grind. And it's zero build. Yeah. I'm pretty good at zero build. So who knows? Who knows? Excellent. All right. So now when you're not behind the computer creating content, what do you like to do away outside? Mm, just chill. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't have other hobbies or big activities I'm into. I, I used to. Like I used to be into dancing mm -hmm. and I did ballet growing up. But now I'm just chilling when i'm yeah. not streaming <laughs> like i'm either when i'm not streaming i'm either doing something for the stream yeah like editing my own clips or networking you know social media stuff or i'm just chilling yeah actually that brings up a good point you know from a you know content creation standpoint you have to be your marketing person you have to be your editing your you know your your tech support person all of those things <laughs> you know from an editing standpoint did have you did you do any editing before jumping live in the stream or you know was that your first time i actually don't think i did i i knew like the adobe tools like i i was really into graphic design before mm -hmm. so i knew photoshop and uh, illustrator and when i got into premiere pro i found it pretty easy yeah <laughs> i think it's easy uh with all the resources and tools we have nowadays i think it's very easy to get into it so i'm editing my own short clips everything you see on tiktok is edited by me yeah um but i'm slowly getting support from gxr for long form content oh, especially because i feel like it's needed like for me it takes way too much time to edit my long form yeah. videos so slowly getting into that Good. as well yeah that's you know a lot of the you know people who have been on who've been doing this for many years i ask them you know what would they change if they could go back and they say they would have hired an editor to take care of that piece of it because it just <laughs> for long form content it, it's time consuming yeah. yeah i still have to work on that like there's a lot of missed opportunities in my case for sure like a lot of tournaments i've played or a lot of content i've made yeah. that just never made it to youtube because i was like i'm gonna edit this myself and then i start and then <laughs> yeah then i'm i like give up <laughs> so definitely 
I see a lot, for example, Loser Fruit. Loser Fruit, she's had the same editor for years and they make the best team. And yeah. it's easy for her to come up with content. She just records, gives it to him and he knows what to do to make it pop yeah. off. Um, so I just, this is what I was talking about when I mentioned the balance. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm trying to find now, the right balance between streaming and that. Yeah. If I figure that out, it will help a lot for sure. Absolutely. All right. So now, are there any other content creators out there that are flying under the radar that people should check out? Some people in your community, maybe? There are so many. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I play with, please check all of them out. I like to, every time I play with them, I put their ad in the title and nice. I'm always, always encouraging them to check out. Um, I don't know. Just keep an eye on the GXR people. Yeah. I, I love, love. Ever since I joined uh, GXR, my whole community has been very supportive of the pro players, especially, for example, Malibuka and Quizzy. Both of them are streaming. They're streaming tournaments. They're mm -hmm. streaming how they play arena. So my community now is very, like, supportive of them just because I'm, like, their cheerleader. So um, I always encourage people to check out Galaxy Racer people, the creators as well, like Peach and Captain Wheelies. And Leah and Shorty, so uh, definitely check out the GXR creators. But then I'm friends, I think, with almost everyone in the community. <laughs> like everyone you've had on the broadcast, Swearing, Vanessa, Maddie, like Sparkles, yeah. just so many talented people. Um, so just give everyone a chance. Just open yeah. 20 tabs, watch all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you they all deserve it. You bring up a, a good point there. There's so many good people in your in the Fortnite community. You know this in the you know not the kids area, but you know from you know from people we watch and and who you play with. They're just everybody seems to have such a good attitude and just really yeah. you know fr uh, friendly. And not just the big creators only. Like there's so many, as you said, like up and coming or undiscovered talent, super funny people. Um, which is why I love playing without this yeah because <laughs> we get to discover and, and hear their voices yeah so it's great so well you finished you made it through a tardux podcast but <gasps> before you go you have to call out somebody who you think has a good story that should come on um i would love for you to get ruby okay ruby plays she's a content creator for guild mm -hmm. and she's pretty cool she's gonna be huge awesome very soon and she's also coming to to Red Bull Land. We were both invited. Excellent. Um, it would be cool. To All have right. Her. There we go. You've been called out, Ruby. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Reddish, thank you so much for doing this. And best of luck to you uh, on your trip to Dallas and Yay, you know to Scotland. I'm so excited. And thank you for having me. I'm happy we got to hang out. Yes, it was, it was awesome. awesome.